You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I am your host, Robin Ayers, with you all Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. On that drive home or you're already at home kicking your feet up wherever you are, I'm glad that you're tuning in today and hanging out with us today. Andy and me, you know, Andy's always bringing the fire. I don't even know who that song was, but it, it was hot. It was hot like fire, Andy. Mac Wilds. Mac Wilds. Okay, okay, I know who that is. Okay, okay, fire song. Listen, happy Tuesday to you guys. I hope that you are doing well. Raw Squad, I see you in the building already showing up in our YouTube. And that, that leads me to tell you, listen, if you are listening right now on our app, on our app, actually, there is the KBLA uh, TV. There's a little icon where you could join us right now over in our YouTube. Uh, the chat, it is always fun. It is always a vibe. And we have a community building up over here called the Raw Squad. And I love you guys so much. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. I know I am. I don't have any more updates with my kids, but, you know, I'll bring them to you as as because I, I expect that we're going to continue to get acceptance letters. But, you know, not today. Andy. So they haven't made an official decision yet? Not one of them seems to have made an official decision. The other one is like, let me wait for all of my acceptance letters and then, you know, put it all on the table and see what I'm looking at. So uh, we have yet to see. Can I put in a suggestion? Yes, please. I forgot. I don't know which one is the, the artist. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Pick. I don't know what she's trying to study. Okay. But my suggestion on the outside looking in is to find the program that has the best art program. Yes. And tap into that. She is. That is one of the things she wants to do is is art. But she is not trying. Funny enough, she is so gifted in that area. But she wants to be a marine biologist. I mean, come on, Brooklyn. Come on, marine biologist with the with the with the talent in the in the hand and the pen and the pencil, <laughs> which is super cool that she could do both. Right. Absolutely. You can, hey, but keep that art, though. Yes. If you're going to go that route. Marine biologist. I'm not I'm. Hey, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But definitely keep the art. Stuff. She knows and she knows she can make some money on the side from that, too. So definitely shout out to her and Madison, who is my future attorney. Uh, shout out to her as well. <clears throat> so, yeah, we will keep you guys updated for sure. But speaking of updates, let me give you a couple that uh, I wanted to to talk to you guys about. You may or may not know, but uh, L.A. Times writers, some of them are devastated. They've been laid off. There was a mass layoff of one hundred and fifteen people over at L.A. Times and they are really having a hard time with this. And I feel them as a writer, as a as a fellow writer, you know, sometimes you grow up with that being your love, something that you wanted to do. And if you're from L.A., that's a place that you would actually want to write. Um, well, you seem confused. No, nah, because just the other day, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Sports Illustrated laid off a lot of their employees mm-hmm. as well, too. And I'm just kind of curious to know, is something going on within the print industry? Okay. I mean, and, and absolutely. And uh, there's a show, Ridiculousness, ridiculousness i believe you are you watch do you are you familiar with that show the writers there are trying to get more money they're trying to push for a little bit more you know fairness and compensation so something going on in that industry but my my heart is with them i'm sure they will find other jobs but yeah uh not so good news for them but good news for jaleel white actor jill white if you remember him from urkel or he was he played urkel on the show family matters he is set to host a syndicated game show I always love it when you see a child actor who really loves what they do and they continue to be uh, successful in that area. I think it's fantastic. So good for him. The show, if you're wondering, is called The Flip Side. So that will be hosted by Jaleel White. Nia Long, (laughs) 
we are all up in that lady's business and we do not need to be. Nia Long is set to receive $32,000 monthly in child support. That's a lot of dough. That is a lot of money. Um, as we all know, her son's father, Ime Udoka, they had a huge public breakup and uh, infidelity involved. But I don't think it's our business. I actually don't think it's our business. I mean, the fact that it's even in, in the news, I think it's unfair. <clears throat> I think they deserve some privacy. Speaking of privacy, we will be talking about privacy, especially within the family and in relationships. We'll be talking about that today. Lastly, Tristan Thompson. Man, Tristan Thompson. He is he's been suspended for 25 games. I'm not laughing at Tristan. It is just he keeps finding himself in not good circumstances. Uh, 25 games. He's been suspended without pay for violating the NBA's anti-drug program. It seems he's he's tested positive for uh, performance enhancing substances. I don't even know how to pronounce these. Ibutamarin, I think, is one. Uh, SARM LGD. 4033. I don't even know how you pronounce it. What you taking over there, Tristan? He's he's been tested positive. So 25 games you will not see him play, and that is without pay. So sad. Um, because you can do the work, right? You do the work to 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 enhance your performance just personally, just things that you can do mentally and physically. Why do you need the performance enhancement drugs? He wasn't getting any playing time anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's that on that. Um, the question of the day, I will be asking this inside the poll because I'm so curious as to what you guys think. Is it an insult to tell someone that they're losing weight or gaining weight? Is it an insult to comment on someone's appearance, whether they're losing weight or gaining weight? Um, I'd be curious to, to, to know what you, what, what to say, 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 say what you, what you're thinking, Andy. <laughs> For the ladies, yes, but not for the, for the ladies. Dudes. Okay, you don't. Okay, it's it's an interesting question. Well, JT of the City Girls, she says that she says she doesn't believe it is a compliment. She feels like it's an insult. But I want to know what you guys think because Andy, you have a point. Oftentimes, as women, we think you know what it's a compliment that you tell me I'm losing weight, and for some, it's a compliment when you say they're putting on some weight. But I, is it our business? All right, we're talking business today, Andy. Let's go ahead and get into the raw report. Now it's time for a breakdown. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot lately about black men and it's specifically how black people hate on other black people. Um, we've been having a, a, a real nice discussion around this, trying to dissect where that started. Why are we hating on one another? Where does that come from? Um, and, and who's in charge of changing the narrative? I know that we would say it's us and, and, and all of that, but how do we do it? Well, I came across a, a subject today, a video, in fact, of Gail King, who talks about her love for black men. I thought this was a great way to pivot. We'll still talk about this whole narrative behind hating on black people why do we want to see us doing bad when we claim in public we want to see us doing well we are supporting why do we say that but then behind closed doors we we tend to hate so we'll talk about that we're also going to talk about um family business have we lost the concept of keeping family business 
in the family. Uh, again, so many things are for social media these days, but uh, Cam Newton and Terry J. Vaughn, um, they're talking about privacy in relationships and in family. We're, we're going to uh, talk about that, try to break that down. And we probably get into a little bit of the Academy Awards. As you know, uh, they are coming up, but people are outraged. Some fans of Fantasia and the color purple, um, they're saying Fantasia has she she's been snubbed. She has not been nominated. <clears throat> Excuse me, she's not been nominated. However, her co-star from The Color Purple, Danielle Brooks, she has been nominated in in a supporting role. And my question is: Are we as Black people? Are we? Do we nitpick about everything? Is it is are, and is that fair? Are we are we justly fighting, or um, should we be happy and understand that not everybody qualifies? It's an interesting question, an interesting topic, and I want to talk about it on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on The Raw Report. Well, I am so happy on this Tuesday to have with us on the line this wonderful contributor. I love being in conversation with her. You all know her. She's no uh, she's no stranger to the Raw Squad, Katrina Robinson. Welcome to the Raw Report. Um, and I'm so glad to speak with you for the first time, I believe, this year. How are you, Katrina? I'm doing great. Hey, college mom. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Now, uh, Katrina, before we move on with our conversation, I want to make sure that we can hear you well. So I don't know if you're on speaker or Bluetooth, but if we can have you get close to that speaker, because I want to hear everything you have to say. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you a lot better. Um, Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. Okay, so Katrina, I'm asking right now over in our YouTube chat, I'm asking... So someone mentioned that it's an insult to comment either way on someone's weight, whether they're getting too small, whether they're getting too big. They say that it's an insult regardless. Where do you stand? Do you say it's an insult either way? Losing weight is a compliment telling me that I'm losing weight is a compliment or is it just don't say anything at all? Just leave it alone. What do you think? I really think it just depends on the relationship. Like, I wouldn't like a stranger to tell me whether or not I'm losing or gaining weight. But to be honest with you, um, I kind of, like, had a, a tip with my friends because I didn't know I was as fat as I was two years ago. Oh. We had this conversation oh. not too long ago, which is why it was funny. Um, but I think people who have those relationships with you should be able to talk to you. I mean, if it's a health concern, but you never know, you know, what people's triggers are. You never know what they're going through. So I think it's a very sensitive subject to, to broach with somebody that you don't know. I think the point is well taken. and It's a fantastic point that uh, it really does depend on your relationship with someone. You can't tell me, uh, you know, if you don't know me like that, you can't just be like, you losing too much weight or anything for that matter. Um, yes, I, I hear that point. I take your your point there. Um, I do want to go ahead and get into this conversation about Gail King. Um Gail King, this is a a great conversation because she was recently talking to the Pivot uh, podcast, the guys there, and she opened up about her love for black men. Let's just take a listen to it and open up the conversation from there. So in answer to your question, is it difficult to date? Yes, I think so, because I really am attracted to uh, men of color. I just am. I love how a black man says, baby. Nobody says it like y'all. Like, like, and I know you'll beep it out. I know you'll I don't beep really, it out. No, I don't bleep really out with MF, baby. Well, huh? <laughs> you know, he doesn't cuss good at all. 
Gail. I, every time he cusses, I'll be like, you making us look bad. No, 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 it's just the way that it's said. I don't even know how to explain it to you. Like how, they, just, how, how do they say it? I can't, I can't do it. I like, can't do that's it. my baby? No, no, no. When they call like, you baby. Like, oh, hey, baby. Like, hey, baby. Yeah, I love how they say, hey, baby. Tame, it's what's, two, your, it's, what's your hey, baby? It's two separate things. It's not baby. It's two separate things. God. I love how they say, hey, baby, how you doing? Ah. It's different. It is different. And then how they just say, it could be a term of endearment. It could Thank you. It could be a term of endearment, yeah. or it could be I'm really pissed. Yeah. But there's something about the black, a black man says it. I'm just I'm attracted to that. Mm. So they I'm, gotta have something else too, though. Yeah, I about to, I can cuss, Gail. If you want me to cuss, I cuss all day for you. <laughs> no, you don't want somebody with a potty mouth chanting. It's not that. It's not that. But sometimes a well uh, delivered curse word. Is, is very intelligent to me. Gail, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, Katrina, you know, on this show over the past week or two, uh, or about a week, we've been having this conversation about black men specifically and this hate about black men or black people and why we hate on each other, why we have this tendency to hate. It's like we've been taught to hate each other. Um, it felt refreshing to hear Gail talk about her love for, you know, black men and sp little specificities like, OK, I love when he says this or when black men say that. Um, first of all, your thoughts. Do you agree? Number one with Gail before we open open the conversation completely up. OK, what is I was trying to figure out what she said before baby. What was the word they bleeped out? She said MF baby. She loves oh, okay. it when black men, she said separately, she loves it when, when he says MF and then she loves it when he, when he says baby, you know, so those are her two, I guess, favorite words. Okay. Gail had a little juice, I guess, before she got on the show. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gail loosened up. Okay. Now I'm with her. You know, there's nothing like a black man and his voice and just his strength. Like, yeah, I love black men. I love a little roughness around the edges too, Gil. I like me a corporate <laughs> thug. Um, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. So yeah, I, I agree. I agree with Gil. Yeah, I do. I do. I hear you. I agree. Um, I, I feel like there needs to be a movement. I was thinking about this recently. Um, just like it's been caught on. I don't know how we caught on to hating each other and hating black men and, and you know, trying to tear them down. You know, we, recently we were talking about um, Cat Williams. He's been called out by Dave Chappelle for only naming black men who he has something against. He didn't he didn't name when he did his club Shay Shay interview. Um, and as you know, I'm sure you've seen that it, it, it set the Internet of ablaze. I keep saying that, but it's true. Um, Dave Chappelle was like, he didn't, he never said anything about another white comedian. It was all black men. Recently, 50 Cent, he posted a, a photo where he had lost weight and everybody just tore him down in the comments. They were like, oh, it's Ozempic. It couldn't be anything positive. Oh, good for you, 50. You're, you're changing your lifestyle or it couldn't be. And he, by the way, his, his partner, his girlfriend is a fitness guru. She looks incredible. I mean, it could, they couldn't even even say, hey, like maybe he's getting on board. Maybe she's helping him lose weight. They tore him down. And there are all kinds of other, you know, conversations about, about what we do to black men. But somehow that's grown. Somehow we've been taught that. I don't know. I don't know why we, we kind of move on with this narrative. But what do you think it'll take to 
you know, change that that portrayal of black men like Gail King. She was like, listen, and Forrest Harrison, I think is so funny. <laughs> he said Gail is for the streets. But I think what it is, is that she got a little <laughs> bit of she got a little bit of something in her that we were all like, oh, snap. OK, Gail, because we could relate to that. We love black men and mm-hmm. the things mm-hmm. that black men say and the ways that they walk and things that they do and, you know, their careers and how they treat their their families and their women. We love that. So what do you think it'll take to actually help change that narrative in a positive way for black men? I think it's going to take more of what we're just talking about here, just conversations out of love, like women just speaking positivity and, and, and more people speaking positively. I think I was on the show a couple of uh, weeks ago with your guest uh, host, and we were talking about uh, the platforms that a lot of our black men are given now. Most of them are NFL players who have you know, podcasts or uh, newscaster uh, seats right now, but just you know, displaying what real uh, love is for black men and black men being able to portray themselves as family men and, mm-hmm. and men who love their wives and their mothers and their families. I think we just need to see more of that in front of us because, I mean, the total opposite is what has destroyed our, our families and destroyed our mm-hmm. our sense of respect for black men because it's put in front of us every day that black men are a danger. They're a threat to everybody in society. And mm-hmm. we kind of um, kind of taking that in as, as part of our mentality sometimes, not even not even consciously. It's just it's embedded in us because of the propaganda that's put in front of us every day. And so the same way that we take that in negatively, that's the same way we'll have to turn it around positively. It's just having those conversations and seeing more of good black men and good black women in good relationships. Mm. Oh, that's so well said. Um, you know what I find really interesting, though, Katrina? Um you know, there's this big uprise and this this uptick in uh, podcasts, especially visual podcasts. Mm-hmm. We see them all the time on social media. And a lot of them, though, are they, they, they're comprised of black men just sitting there talking. And a lot of it's positive. A lot of the information that they that they that they give out, a lot of the topics are positive topics. But people once again. So we're seeing those images kind of to to your point. We are seeing, you know, a lot more of those type of positive images of black men. But, you know, the the new trend is saying we need to do away with the podcast. We need to uh, we need someone said we need to make microphones more expensive so not everybody can grab a microphone and just talk about their opinions. I mean, is that is that something that you see? Because, Andy, we just talked about pivot. Uh, do you have any other examples of men who are positively on the microphone and who are put before us? I mean, you've got um, the barbershop. Um, that's LeBron James's. I think that's uninterrupted, the shop. I uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we do have a, we do have a few that we're seeing, but people even they knock that. They knock that. I mean, is that something a way that we can, you know, kind of prom- something that we can promote to, you know, I don't know if this is clear, if, I, if I'm if i being clear with this, just like, do you understand what I, where I'm going with this, Katrina? No, I, I, I see what you're saying. You know, we have to because, you know, we have to create our own media, first of all, because mm-hmm. we don't control the media uh, most times. Shout out to Tavis. Um, but. It's our responsibility for us when we have those platforms to use it for that particular, you know, reason mm-hmm. to to be able to portray those relationships, to be able to have the critical conversations and the uncomfortable conversations like this one here, because, you know, a lot of people won't acknowledge the fact that um, in our community, we are sometimes our biggest enemy. 
Uh, we want Thanks. to blame other people or, or blame other communities because of our, our the degradation of our families or, or because of the, the X that's put on the black man's back. But really, it's us, you know. And and of course, we've been disadvantaged along the way. But the same way we've been disadvantaged, we've been empowered to do other things. We've been empowered to be entrepreneurs. Everybody's an entrepreneur these days or influencers these days. So the same way we use that information and that empowerment to do that, we can use that to foster these types of conversations that put us in the headspace to believe in uh, the goodness of black men and in our relationships. I agree with you. Um, before I, I, I'm going to ask this question, you know, give me your thoughts in about a minute or so. Um, we, we're talking about black men who wear dresses, right? A lot of that mm. we've, we've been talking about that. Um, and a lot of people are knocking it. And it seems to only be black people who knock it when we see other black men who wear dresses. How do you feel about that when the argument is white people can do it and they get Oscars for it? I mean, we can go down the, the list of white men who've been praised for putting on a dress in a movie or a show, but they, they knock black men. Where do you stand, stand with that? Uh, I, you know, I see it both ways. Um, mm. How many black men in a dress have won an Oscar? Um, how many how many movies with black men in dresses have been taken seriously? I mean, mm. you have to to look at you know the source and 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 who's putting this in front of us. I mean, sometimes it's us, and sometimes it's what the industry demands. Um, and a lot of people don't really look that deep into it, but there there has been to me, and and I'm not saying this in any way that should be offensive or taken the wrong way, but there has been. A, uh, a movement of emasculation amongst our black men mm -hmm. uh, in, in several different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just one of those facets of entertainment where people are recognizing that, hey, this is a little bit more prevalent than it used to be, and it's becoming even more prevalent. And um, it's not funny anymore sometimes. You know what? That is the second great point uh, that I, I want to dissect. Yesterday, Pretty Brown Mimi over here, uh, part of the Raw Squad, she mentioned the, the portrayal of black women as being unattractive. And you mentioned the emasculation of men as a whole. So maybe that's why it bothers us more. Um, we, we shall probe it a little bit further on the other side. Right now, we've got news, traffic, and sports. You're listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on The Raw Report. We are family. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where I've got the Raw Squad with me, family business. And we're also talking family business uh, in our next conversation. We are on the phone with our contributor of the day, Katrina Robinson. We are trying to figure out this 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 conversation about black men. We love us and black people as a whole. Why we we do love us. You have so many people talking about we love us, but is it the trolls? Are people just online uh, trying to tear us down? What is that about? Do we have? Um, we're trying to figure out the answers. Yesterday, Pretty Brown Mimi over in our YouTube, she mentioned she does not like it when black men are portraying unattractive black women. She says that's not funny. And far too many times, and Katrina, to your point that you made, we hadn't seen. There's no serious movies with black men. For that matter, I don't know that I've seen a serious movie with a white man in a dress either. But there, there, are, no, there are no serious movies with black men. Um but to your point, you say that uh, there's an, an emasculation of black men. But I asked over in our YouTube, is there 
a, an agenda? Do you guys believe that there's an actual agenda to emasculate, em, excuse me, emasculate black men? Right now, it doesn't look like all of you agree. 57% of you say there is no agenda. You don't believe there is an agenda. Mm. Um, 43, okay, well, and now, now it's 50-50. Now it's 50-50. But <laughs> we will go ahead and keep that poll up. I'm, I'm interested to see where we go from here. I'm just not sure what the answer is and I'm not sure that there is one answer but I do know one thing before we move on Katrina one thing is just like we come up with all these challenges and you know there's all these TikToks and all these things why can't we create a movement for love of black men specifically black men because I feel like black men have it the hardest I feel like they are um you know, they don't get a lot of love and uh, we know how powerful they are. I mean, they're they're ours. Right. <laughs> we know how powerful they are, but they do have it the, the, the toughest. And so I would love to see some sort of movement or challenge what I love about my black men, what I love about black men. Um, I don't know. That's just my idea. You with it? Or you just gonna leave I that think one alone? That's a great idea. <laughs> okay, I love that. Okay, what I right. love. Look, what is it? What what's the challenges going around now? I love black men. Of course, I like them when they call me baby. <laughs> I love it. I love black men. Of course, I love it when they call me baby. Okay, yeah. Shout out to Gail King. That's a good one, Katrina. That's good. Uh, we'll see what we can do with that. If I start it, let's see if people join. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I got you. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm going to hold you to that, Katrina. Um, let's go ahead and move on. We're talking about um, speaking of we are family, talking about Cam Newton, who is another black man who has a podcast and he's uh, often talking about a lot of positive things. He had actress Terry J. Vaughn uh, on his show recently and Terry J. Vaughn, she's been around for many years. Many people know her from the Steve Harvey show, who was married to Seti. Um, <laughs> I loved her in that show. But they were talking about, you know, relationships and privacy in relationships and how that's sort of done away with at this time. You know, we we do everything for the gram. We put our relationships on the gram, you know, on the gram, and we try to romanticize our relationships. And they both talked about how we really have lost the art of keeping your relationship private and family business, family business, right? Do you think that we yeah. have lost the art of, um, of you know, keeping our business private? I don't know if we've lost the art. I just know it's become more acceptable because of our culture now. Like, I mean, people feed off of people's personal lives due to, you know, reality TV shows and social media influencers. It's kind of expected that they share their lives. And so now people who consume that type of entertainment, they think it's normal for them to do the same thing. Um, yeah. So, you know, you know, for me, where I come from, what happens in our house stays in our house. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, when you keep things private and not necessarily hidden because some people get that confused. They think that they're in relationships with people who are in multiple relationships because they don't post them on social media or they don't acknowledge them. But some people just, you know, acknowledge the value of privacy. You know, it's, it's not easy for anybody to attack or to to permeate anything that they don't know about. Mm. So uh, I'm all for keeping my relationship private. If I do get a, a zaddy, I'll never see him <laughs> because... <laughs> You know, I think people just overshared. This would have been the perfect topic for Cam to talk about when he had Krishan on there, Krishan mm -hmm. Rock. I mean, mm -hmm. perfect example. 
you know, uh, back in the day, my mom used to tell me, if you're mad at your boyfriend, keep it to yourself because right. I'll get, you'll get over it, but I won't. So, you know, we all will be rooting for her, and then she goes back to him, and then she comes back, and we're still mad, and she's not mad anymore. And I think that's a lot of relationships like that. I think it's it's best to keep things between you and your person if you want it to last. Mm, very, very well said. Um, I want to go ahead and get to this call. And this is Amir from Torrance, and he wants to talk about love for black men. Hey, Amir, good to have you on The Raw Report. Thank you for having me. Um I, I think that one of the problems that black men have historically is that we've never been able to protect our women. So our manhood has always been in question. We talk about black mm-hmm. manhood, but if you can't protect your women or you're not willing to, that's why that movie with Samuel Jackson, A Time to Kill, mm-hmm. um, if somebody rapes your daughter or your wife or your niece or your sister, you you got to be willing to, you got to be willing to pay that sacrifice. Like, you know, like, Okay, this person is going he's going to do what he got to do, but the family and the community is going to back him. Black men have never been able to protect our women. So our manhood has always been marginal. That's why we on the corner bebopping and acting cool because we haven't been able to protect our women. If you can't protect your women, your manhood is really questionable. Mm, wow, I've, and I'm I've a not black man. Yeah. I'm a black man. Yeah. But, I've never looked know, at it from that my, perspective. My father, Yes. My father dropped my mother in the projects and left her. Mm. My mom was from Mississippi. She didn't know nothing about the projects in California. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when women are telling the truth, like wait and exhale, black men get offended. But we have to sit down as a family outside of the media, sit down with each other and figure this out together. Because one of the problems that we have is when black men are young males growing up, we're allowed to date and treat women any old kind of way, but then we want our women to be uh, 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 sophisticated and, and ladylike. You can't have it both ways. If mm. your son is out there doing whatever, and the reason why I say that because my sister checked me one time. My sister told me, she said, it's because of men like you that me and your sisters will never be have a good man. And I was pissed Ooh. off. But then later, but later I had to, damn, what she said was so real I damn. Mm. I, I'm a womanizer. I'm I'm just doing what I want to do because at the time growing up, I'm thinking we're poor. We're always going to be poor. So at least I'm gonna have my fun with women, mm-hmm. and that was the wrong attitude. And my sister brought it to my attention. It's like when you're sitting in the in the in the room and somebody turns on the light, they can turn it right back off. Mm-hmm. But the, it's, the damage is already done. So it's not damage. It was it was a great thing that my sister told me that because that's checks and balances and until black men and women come together and establish these checks and balances because no one in this country has been hurt more than black women you guys were raped yeah you guys bore our children everything like we're the second most scorned and most hurt and the biggest reason why we're hurt is because we couldn't protect you or we were unwilling to protect you but no one has been hurt more than black women oh my goodness amir i i I mean let's just be for real yeah yeah um before i let you go because this that we could go on a whole katrina i know you over here feeling me as well i mean that this is a great great statement (laughs) um i appreciate your contribution to, to you know calling in here amir before i let you go what is the uh there's so much that I that I, that I want to talk about with with this, but 
Um, just to to make it simple, where what is the first change? Is it men need to take a look at themselves because we've been calling them out for for many years, or is it women who need to sort of empower men? Um, where where does that change begin? It's both. I mean, we we need the support of black women uh, because so many times we're psychologically damaged. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at us, you don't see that. You just see the strong man. He's handsome. He's fit, whatever, but psychologically he's damaged. Look at all these black men in the NFL that got white women. Shannon Sharp is one of the biggest figures on there. He's got a white woman. Jamie Foxx got a white woman. Uh, Keenan Ivory Wayman's got a white woman. So, you know, Lamar Odom almost committed suicide because of that white woman. So when you look at us, we're damaged. We look good on paper, but the reality is we all need to heal. So our mothers and our sisters have to check us. You know, my brother, I have a twin brother. He told me one time he went to a club and he took a white woman. He said he would never do that ever again. He said the way the black women looked at him, they never said anything, but he could feel their pain. Mm-hmm. And But the question is, where was he going to go with this white woman? Was he going to go to an all-white club? No, right. he's not going to do that. So we got to check ourselves. We, you, you, can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't be a strong black man and then go over here and get with white women. That doesn't work. So we, we, you know, a lot of times black men just don't want the scrutiny, but we got to check ourselves, first of all, with each other. We got to check our brothers. We got to check our nephews. We got to check our cousins. And then we got to protect our women. I I, I have this philosophy that when a man wants to come into our family, he's got to sit with all the cousins, all the brothers, all the uncles, and her father. That's checks and balances because now this guy knows that he can't just come in here and play with this woman. Yeah. He's accountable to all of us. We're, we're going to love you. If you're, if you, if you're uh, with my daughter, my sister, we're going to love you. And we're not just going to take her word over you. We're going to listen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but, if you, but if you put hands in her or something like that, you got to fight all 50 of us in this room. <laughs> I love it. Um, Amir, Amir yeah. that is, th- this is a very, very powerful call. I don't know where you've been, but I need you to call back on the Raw Report because you you are dropping nuggets right now. There's so much that I can dive into just with this alone. But what I love is a takeaway. I love a takeaway moment. Um, and what I've gotten from you is we need to check. Talking about family business, we need to check our our ourselves, you know, inside the family. Yeah. So your sisters need to speak up, the cousins, you know, and everybody. We need to call our men out. And if you are not stepping up to the plate and we see some behavior that is off, we need to call you out on it before we even let you go further into society. It starts with home. It starts with family business. So, Amir, wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for calling. We truly appreciate it. And I hope you call back to the Raw Report. Thank you. Listen, I'm a part of Southern California Ceasefire. You know Tim Cornegay? Okay. Tim Cornegay comes on there with Dominique DePrima all the time. So, we got some real brothers out here. And, you know, we're, we're, our our Ceasefire, Southern California Ceasefire is the anti gang initiative to try to get our people to stop killing each other. Wow. So I'm a part of that. So I'm a part of anything positive as far as black people. And I know that nobody's had our back more than black women. Sometimes you hurt us because that's the way it is. The one that no one can hurt you if you don't love them. Yeah, that's true. No one can hurt you. you Maya Angelou said, it's not what people call you. It's what we answer to. So nobody can't hurt us. Unless we give them our love, that's the vulnerability. But black men, once we become connected to each other and and accountable to each other, 
then we can love our women, and then nobody won't be able to disrespect Agreed. a black woman ever. Agreed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Amir, thank you so much. We appreciate you again, and uh, God bless you. That was a that was an amazing call right there. Katrina, I can't let you go anywhere. We got to talk on the other side. Uh, we got to finish up this Girl. conversation. Wow. <laughs> uh, you are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, BB, and you're listening to me on The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, Well, I don't know if you are like me, but I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that that mic that was just dropped by Amir. Thank you so much, Amir, for calling in. Uh, Katrina, I couldn't let you go. (laughs) We don't even have we were supposed to have a who's got next. I know you guys love (laughs) the music segment, but this this these conversations lately have just been so important and impactful. And I hear you guys also. I'm listening to you. A lot of you are saying we need to continue the conversation and. When it's when I feel like it's incomplete, then we will continue to have the conversation. So while I still have you, Katrina, um, your thoughts, you know, right now I'm asking over in our YouTube poll if it does, if people agree with Amir that it actually does start in house, which I love. It seems so cliche. However, we don't normally point that out. We're always talking about in the community or we're talking about education first. But in the house, I love how he said it. Listen, all of all the brothers, the cousins, everybody, if you want to join in this family, we're all going to sit down. And he's he gave props to his own family, his sisters for calling him out when he wasn't being, a you know, a stand up citizen. Give me your thoughts on his call and if you agree with him as well. You know, I absolutely agree with Amir and I commend Amir because he he has you know, admitted some things that most men wouldn't admit, you know, that's part of the problem is a lot of people are delusional in, in their, you know, role in this whole thing. You know, there are men who have left their families, have left their children. I mean, I myself have raised two children by myself with, Mm -hmm. you know, no input from a father. So I know what it's like. And, but uh, my son has to deal with that as a man now, you know, growing up in his, in his young twenties. And so men have to be responsible and accountable for the role that they play in this. Every finger can't point at the black woman for all of our plight. Mm. Um, things happen because people, you know, shuck responsibility or they don't show up when they're supposed to show up, even, you know, though their spirit may tell them to do so. You know, sometimes it's of their, no, not really, not of their own fault, but sometimes it's due to their own detriment and things that have happened in their past and the trauma that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But you got to be strong enough to show up and say, hey, this is my responsibility. I'm going to hold myself accountable to do better by my family, by my woman and by my children. Mm. Uh, another good point. Um, Andy was talking about the music in, that we listen to. You know, it's a huge part of our culture and mm-hmm. especially the youth growing up. How much of how much of all of this can we can we point a finger at at the music? I mean, we we came from an era, especially those who love hip hop like I do and music as a whole. We kind of grew up in an era where there was so much positivity. There was so much positivity. And even hip hop itself, how it how it began, you know, they was really just talking about what was going on in the neighborhood and in, in their lives. There was a little bit of competition, but it wasn't it wasn't about killing. It wasn't about drugs. It wasn't about any of that. But that's how it's evolved to this day. It's um, the the primary industry uh, that that's global. The biggest industry is that the hip hop, you know, hip hop music. It is is the biggest um, genre. How much of it can Mm -hmm. we blame on music? How much of it needs to change? 
You know, there's a lot that can be blamed on music. Uh, you know, it used to just be the, the male rappers that were the issue. Now it's the female rappers mm-hmm. who are perpetuating this, you know, and, and it's not, I wouldn't say it's of their own doing. I mean, the industry has requirements of artists when they get signed these days. You've heard multiple artists who have talked about it on the other side of things after they've exited the, the industry. And they know that there's an agenda attached to that, even though people don't want to acknowledge it, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, People who rap, the reason why all rap sounds the same is because it's a requirement. You know, it's not that we're not going to sign you if you if you are, you know, look at Lady London. Do you know who Lady London is? I love is? Lady London. I love her. Completely talented, like probably the best lyricist we have today, but she does not get the fanfare that she should get because of her content. And, and I see her starting to get a little bit more loose in what she talks about. Mm. But that's, that's our industry and hip hop has done that to us. And I, I really think we need to be more responsible and, and more uh, conscious about the things that we encourage people to consume and the things that we support so that there can be some change. Otherwise, as long as we keep patronizing it, they're going to think that we still want it. Well said, Katrina. Uh, I just I love having you on because I love being in conversation with you. Please let everybody know where they can find you online. Yes, please follow me. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Senator Katrina Robinson, or you can visit my website at thekatrinarobinson.com. Y'all heard her. Uh, <laughs> Senator Katrina Robinson, I absolutely love the flex. Listen, it has been a pleasure <laughs> having you on. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Uh, sorry, you guys, we were not able to get to our Who's Got Next, but you know, we're right back at it tomorrow. The show went by very fast, but I love these conversations. And as you already know, up next, the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Uh, don't, don't change the, don't change the dial. You got to keep it there because he's got a fire show coming up. You guys remember today and every day forward, be a blessing. <laughs>